Good morning. It's good to be here. I hope you're with me, but I know you're listening, and may God bless this morning and bless his word to our hearts. Let's say a prayer. Father, we're thankful to be in your presence this morning, and we're very thankful that all of us are healthy, and we can come to church at least for to broadcast the word and to renew, rejuvenate our energies. We pray that your message will touch my heart first and the hearts of those who are listening. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. My subject for this morning is the way to a fulfilled life. I have two verses I'd like to read to you. One is from John 14:6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. And the other verse is from Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Christ came not to destroy lives. He came that we might have life and that we might find happiness. He came to save us from emptiness, from unhappiness, from waste, from failure, from self-destruction, from sin, and from eternal separation from God and his people. Man is searching for fulfillment, but he is not going to find this fulfillment away from Jesus Christ. God's intention since the world began was and still is to save man from sin. The Bible says in John 3.18, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him. The grace of God is made available through his Son to change you and give you a good life and eternal hope. He is the answer to all your problems, actually to all our problems. He is the only way. And this morning I'd like to uh, share with you four words. First one is, Jesus is the way out of sin and failure. Jesus, second one, Jesus is the way through uncertainty. Jesus Christ is the way, the third one, in to an abundant life. And finally, Jesus Christ is the way up to eternal life. First one, Jesus is the way out. What I mean by this, Jesus is the way out of slavery and sin. Without being aware of it, people are slaves to sin. 
Sin may manifest itself in attitudes, actions, and ambitions. A person who has not made Jesus Christ the master of his or her life is the servant of something much lower. Someone said, sin is progressive. And I agree. Eve heard the devil's lie. She believed the lie. And you know the story from there on. Take the prodigal son. He gradually went to the far country first. He spent his money. He became penniless. Next, we see him with the pigs, hungry, hungry and homeless. Sin not only enslaves, it also bankrupts. People who practice sin go bankrupt. And separates and sin separates men from God, separates man from man. Oh yes. Sin has different faces, particularly in our society. I'm so worried about this generation and the future of our country. Drugs, sex, alcoholism, lies, pornography, etc. They are infesting our society, old and young alike, results of which assure misery and eventual death. There is said to be a church which is very attractive to tourists. The graveyard of the church is always kept locked. But on the gate is the following notice. The key to the graveyard is to be found in the bar, in the bar down the street. A great army of men and women daily find in the bars and lounges the key to that graveyard that opens it and they end up there. Jesus alone can deliver a person from slavery to sin. For there is, the Bible says, salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. That is Act 4.12. Again, Jesus is the way out of failure and the waste of sin. In Mark chapter 8, verse 36, we read, What shall profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Without Christ's salvation, a person is a failure throughout eternity, even if he or she ruled an empire or possessed millions while living on earth. Only Jesus can pay the wages of sin and deliver us from spiritual death and eternal torment. Again, another point there under 
Our title, Jesus is the way out of disappointment of sin. Faithless living always disappoints. No one can play on Satan's team and be a winner. Agree with that? Sin, once it penetrates life, it seeks a foothold on the soul and leads to moral and physical bankruptcy. And no one would want to go bankrupt. Yet every person who goes through life without God follows uh, follows a way that brings fast disappointment in the end. The Bible says in John 8:34, everyone, please listen, <clears throat> everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Sin multiplies and feeds on the soul. It is better to keep the sin out in the first place than to root it out after it invades lives. Otherwise, it will grow and destroys. Listen to what God says through the great prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 1. Woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord who execute a plan, but not mine, and make an alliance, but not of my spirit, in order to add sin to sin. May the Lord help us. My second point is, Jesus Christ is the way through an uncertain tomorrow. We face uncertainties in life. We don't know what the future holds for us. We don't know what tomorrow holds for us. No one, no one knows what tomorrow has in store. The only thing certain about the future is its uncertainty. Only Jesus, who holds the future, can help us and equip us for what the future holds. Happiness is not found in pursuit of happiness. We think we find it in the world, in entertainment, in sports, and in many things around us. But the end of it is disappointment. Life is not found even in pursuit of life. But what is found, a treasure is found when we pursue God and his righteousness. The Bible declares in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I tell you, according to my Bible, the only true happiness is found in Jesus. Someone said, the first step to happiness are the church steps. We know now that happiness is the result of circumstances. While the joy of Christ living in your heart and having your life, that's holy happiness. 
and no one can fulfill the heart's desire except Jesus himself. He said, I came that they might have life, true life, and might have it abundantly. Another point is Jesus is the way into a successful life. No one wants to be a failure. Do you? No one rejoices in losing. Everyone likes to be a winner. I read this line last week. The first step to success is you must be born again. How about that? How about that? You must be born again. Only by faith and in obedience to our Savior, children of God are able to experience wonderful success, wonderful happiness, great joy. And these are the matters that really count, both here on earth and throughout eternity. Another point I want to bring to you, Jesus is the way in. And what do I mean by that? He's in the way, he is the way into an abundant life. Everyone wants an abundant life. Everyone wants a wonderful life. But unfortunately, many confused people think that the abundant life of which Jesus spoke is, a, is an affluent life. In money, in positions, in cars and all other things that we try to have during this life. It does not take much to discover that an abundant life and an affluent life are not the same. For example, forgiveness of sin, which is full, free, and forever, is part of the abundant life. You cannot buy this with money. You cannot secure it with anything. Though you give all your treasures, you cannot have forgiveness of sin at all. But in living a pure and being right with God, each one of us can hold, grab, the abundant life. Assurance of eternal life is a huge part of the abundant life. The unspeakable joy of salvation is much deeper and more permanent than the happiness we talked about, and it is part of the abundant life. In our day, many people are desperately searching for true joy, and they call it happiness. All kinds of planned pressures, activities are followed in, in an effort to find 
the secret of happiness. They look at favorable things happening to them and call it happiness. I tell you one thing, happiness is only found in Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, and there is no other way. Another point, Jesus Christ is the only way up. Unlike many who tell us that all religions lead to God, and they repeat the saying, all roads lead to Rome. I know I, know I met so many people that they go every year to Bethlehem. We were close where we used to live. And they go and attend all the masses, attend all the churches during Christmas time. And they think by doing this, they can have the true joy of Christ or the true happiness. They come back empty-handed. I met, I know, I know, and I met them, and I lived amongst them. Many people from other religions, from the Muslim religion, they, they, the highlight of their life is going to Mecca. There, they feel that they have achieved the highest level of their religion. And they come back to a life that is totally empty. And they live all an empty life. No, not all religions lead to God. Not all roads lead to Rome. They are mighty mistaken. And I've lived amongst them. And I know what I'm talking about. But Jesus reveals the only way to God. The truth about God and the kind of life that is received from God. You know, many European towns, if you go to history, you will find in them nowadays some marks. They still bear the marks of walls that surrounded them in the Middle Ages. Streets near these old walls are curved and sometimes wind up in a dead end. A man asked a stranger how to reach a certain address in that little town. When the stranger directed him, the inquirer was still a little bit puzzled. Is that the best way, he asked? Repeat, is that the West Bay, sir? The stranger answered, it is the only way. If you follow the other way, turning around, you will get nowhere, sir. This is exactly what Jesus, when he came into our world, what he was preaching all the time. Your way is destruction. My way is salvation. Don't follow your way and follow the way I'm giving you. I have paved it 
with my body on the cross of Calvary, and I am offering you this great salvation free of charge. Many people think they can buy this way through their money, through arms, through many things they try to offer. The end result is failure. And they are still thirsty and searching for fulfillment. I said at the very beginning, the way to a fulfilled life. Man is searching. And it's good that he's searching. But let me tell you what. Don't search in the world. Search through the word of God. And you will have the answer. Go to a true church that preaches Jesus Christ and you will find the answer and live accordingly. The Lord said, I am the way. It is the only way. He came to lift us up, to promote us, and to give us eternal life. He was lifted on the cross to lift us up from sin. As I said, he is the only way up. He died to, to, to relieve us from guilt, from grief, and this shameful life that the devil has placed us in. If you remember, Satan was, taking, was trying to take us down. And we were on a slippery road with no one to rescue us. We were doomed eternally. But thank God, Jesus came. And with mercy and kindness, set us free. He lifted us up, seated us at his right hand with the most honorable of people. No more. No more. That old life. He takes it out. Behold. Everything has become new. All things have passed away. If I am speaking this morning. To someone who is still struggling with sin. And looking for a good fulfilled life. You cannot find it outside Jesus. I ask you and I beg of you to just open your heart and let him come in and you will start experiencing the fulfillment of a true life because he said, I have come to give them life, the true life, more abundant life, true happiness, happy life, a joyful life. You, are, you can only find it in Jesus Christ. I will end my message with this uh, a verse from a hymn that is so dear to my heart. You can hum it while I'm reading it and you can hum it after we end uh, this morning service. The hymn says, in loving, in loving kindness, Jesus came. My soul in mercy 
to reclaim. And from the depths of sin and shame, through grace, he lifted me up. And the chorus says, from sinking sand, he lifted me. Hamid, sing it. With tender hand, he lifted me from shades of night to plains of light. Oh, praise his name. He lifted me. If you are struggling, if you're down, if you're burdened, tired, lost, and hopeless this morning, may I ask you to turn to Jesus. He is the way out of sin. He is the way through troubles and pain, through this wilderness that we are in. He is the way through it all. And he is the way into an abundant life. And finally, he is the way up to a life of joy and eternal bliss. And that is the fulfilled life that we're talking about. Would you, this morning, while you're seated there in your home, in your office, especially nowadays we can go anywhere, wherever you are, bow your head and ask the Lord Jesus to come into your life. And Lord, I want to be fulfilled. I want to give you everything. I want to find true joy and happiness. And he will give it to you. He said, he who comes to me, I will in no way cast away. Come to him, please. He will never disappoint you. And may God bless this message. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Our Father, what a privilege to be serving you. What a privilege to remember that we were once lost, but you have found us. You've changed our lives. You gave us the true life. We, we know now the way, and we know very well that you are with us. You will never leave us nor forsake us. And we're going, whatever we go through, Whatever we go through this, this, through this life, you are with us. The children of Israel, they, they traveled through the wilderness, but you protected them. You were with them until they came to the promised land. And you will protect us. You'll be with us. We will get through it. And we will look forward to that day. I hope it will be very, very soon, Lord. We look forward when we shall join you in the air and then we shall be with you forever and ever. Until then, please keep us healthy, keep us safe and help us, Lord, to proclaim your message as long as we live. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen.